Welcome to HBO Girls Rewatch. I'm Amelia Rattaler. And I'm Evan Lazarus. And we're two 24-year-old roommates in Brooklyn, New York, doing a retrospective on HBO Girls Watch. Literally, this was such a time capsule show. I feel like it's truly a period piece of the 2010s. Yeah. And now that we're living in the 2020s version, we thought it would be cool to dive back into this show. It's like we basically live in Greenpoint. And by that, I mean Hasidic Williamsburg. And I feel like in a G. I feel like so much of our experience living in the city is painted by what Lena Dunham did to this damn town. Yeah, absolutely. There was not a single day I've gone throughout my whole life where a stand-up comedian, a regular friend has like accidentally or on purpose quoted to show girls at me. Literally, like I feel like I meet someone every day who's like, I'm the voice of my generation. Right. And there's not a single person in our immediate community who isn't actually rewatching this show right now. And we're like, instead of talking to them all individually, why don't we just um, record it and put it online? Yes, yeah, so every week we're going to be covering one episode in chronological order and we're going to have guests on with we're going to bring on all our comedian friends, maybe some like writers, substackers, kind of anyone. Yeah, Hopefully Lena Dunham herself one day, <laughs> maybe Jemima Kirk, Zosha Mamet, who's to say? Who's to say, please? Allison Williams, get in here, girl. Um but we're so excited to dive to into the show. So much audacity is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, and we will. We please. have to. We're living the legacy of Lena Dunham. We literally are. um, We have to be brave women, brave young women, brave girls, brave girls. We both, of course, watched this series when we were teenagers. Did you watch it when it was live on the air? Right. Okay. So I first watched it in 2015 because the concept of the moth was introduced to me. And Mm. then I went onto YouTube and I typed in the moth and then um, a video of uh, Lena Dunham popped up doing the moth on hbo girls so i watched that and then also the thing that really pushed me over the fence was um snl did a parody of hbo girls with tina fey with tina fey which was so funny and it's like if this is funny i hope the source material is and then by the way it was it was great that is so funny i don't think in the history of snl has somebody watched a sketch making fun of a tv show and been like i gotta access that source I like, material. finally I get to see a 20 something on tv it is like we don't have that many shows about 20 somethings. And now that we literally are the age of these girls. You know what it was? It was like Shoshana's donut hair. Shoshana's donut hair? Yeah, it really pushed me over to fans. Well, I, of course, am a girl who grew up in Texas, but always had big city dreams in my childhood bedroom. The posters on the wall were just like Times Square, London. <laughs> oh, no. And like, <laughs> I think like, I think it was Times Square, London, and then just like the Brooklyn Bridge. Greenpoint, New York. They didn't have that at Ikea. They didn't have that yet. They didn't have that yet. But I've always wanted to live in the city. I remember watching this show for the first time in college when I was living in Toronto. And I was like, I can't wait to move to the real big city, the biggest city in the world. I know. But once you're here, it actually feels like one of the tiniest places you kind of crawl around totally but seeing hannah's day-to-day on the street made me excited to experience subway yeah and i hate to say this because i know everyone says it all the time but like new york city truly is like the fifth character of the show of the and, it it, and lock us up lock us lock up for us saying up, please lock us up for saying it we're just gonna do a quick little synopsis of the show we're not gonna get that word right and we never will synthesizing synthesizing yeah and if you want to tune out because we can't pronounce s's correctly it isn't like that's on you you're being abe list Oh, (laughs) yeah. If you're a millennial who loved this show, 
do keep in mind that we are only 24. So we're bringing kind of the Gen Z perspective. So if you're mad at our behavior, I totally get it. And that's so valid. But it's think not of our us, fault. We think were socialized of us like this way. The little siblings. If you loved Hannah Horvath, you're going to love our whole thing. Hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah, we're closer to, to um we're closer to Hannah than we are to Volta writers talking about Hannah. Yeah, if you want like a deep collegiate analysis, check out Vulture's recaps. They uh, all came out in 2012. They're our, still there. They're hopefully still the website there. doesn't go down, but I have a feeling it might one day. No, please, no. Websites <laughs> I love are forever. Vulture, please. But um, yeah, we're going to need to try and balance having fun and like being silly with analyzing and reviewing such the iconic show. Such the iconic show. Such the iconic show. Sh- We're amazing <laughs> at grammar, and that's something you're going to pick up on a lot. Thank God this isn't written. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into a summary of the pilot episode. We're going to try and go quick, but we also don't want to miss anything. Hannah's in an Italian restaurant with her two parents. Her dad is ears pierced, and her mom has a mood on. She's eating spaghetti. We've never seen a girl do this on camera like this before. First We're for like, everything. We're like, wait, HBO is trying something new. A girl who's 13 pounds overweight is the star. We can't wait to find out more. By the way, watching this pilot, I was like this girl truly is a size two and a half like (laughs) it's crazy like what people were saying right literally and her parents are immediately cutting her off they're having a hard talk with her where she's been bankrolled for the last two years and now she's gonna really have to make a choice where she's to quit her um competitive internship in quotes that doesn't pay her a single jason styles from gilmore girls is in it and sorry but i'm probably gonna bring up gilmore girls so much during this because (laughs) i love that show there's actually a lot of overlap for the male characters in gilmore Girls. i know because doesn't shoshana date Jason Ritter, who dates Lauren Graham in Parenthood. Okay, sorry. Besides no, the no, point. No, no, but also Elijah's boyfriend. Elijah's boyfriend's in Gilmore Girls? Yeah, the beach house boyfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah, Paris's husband. Yeah, sorry. Let's not get off top. Okay, not to get off topic, but if you listen to Gilmore Girls too, hey oh, <laughs> Hey, ho, hey. I mean, because Lumineers, because 2012. Sorry. Hey, that. ho. <laughs> Oh, God, let's go. Uh, so Hannah gets cut off. We see her at our internship asking if she can have a paid internship. And unfortunately, she doesn't know Photoshop, and that will be a really big detrimental thing in the year 2012. Yeah. Almost no girl can, can survive on just personality alone. Yeah, so Hannah is kicked to the curb, and she texts her situationship, which I don't think that word existed back in 2012. I mean, this is a situation around a relationship, so we can use it. <laughs> we can use it now looking back with, right. these, with these two 2020 goggles. Right. So she's talking to Adam Driver, who has a bowl cut here. Um, as she he re- looks so young. He looks so can you young. Imagine, this guy had no idea he was going to be Kylo Loren one day. No, and now he's um, using condoms. No, he's not. And um, having SEX with our girl, Hannah. Usually in television at this point, I do believe we were only seeing hot make out scenes that are everybody's so chic and perfect well i will say every good pilot has sex in the first half yeah but not every s- good show has sex in the but pilot. not scary sex like this where you're like this is morally ambiguous uh-oh well some people's scary is other people's pleasure unfortunately totally that's something we're gonna learn throughout this show um it is cool because they obviously have amazing chemistry hannah and adam and there is like a sweetness to him but it's like he's very raw and it's interesting to see you like where he's headed the real relationship of the show is of course the friendship between the girls so we cut to marnie and hannah who live together in greenpoint and they're sleeping in the same room we wake up marnie's in her mouth guard she goes out and her loving doting boyfriend charlie is there and she's so sick of him and then marnie and hannah are 
are in the bathtub, which there's more of that to come. There's a cupcake involved. Hannah's eating a cupcake. Cupcake. (laughs) Marnie's shaving. It's all happening. We realize that they're besties for life, and they're kind of making little jokes about why Charlie's. We can truly see that, like the true, um, the true symbiotic relationship here is like Hannah eating a cupcake while Marnie gives her life advice. I love the word symbiotic. Go off, Yeah, it's kind of a bird in a crocodile's teeth. Oh, my God. Now I've heard every... This is a science podcast. We're put in the science (laughs) um, category. Um, But, yeah, and then we meet the other two girls in the show, which is Jessa and Shoshana. Jessa is coming back from abroad. She's a bohemian girl, breezing in the most bohemian way possible, which is, like, leaning on Louis Vuitton uh, luggage while she has a big hat on sleeping in the back of a taxi and then we meet tracksuit hot pink sex in the city girl <laughs> boss nyu student shoshana who lives in what nolita for 2100 nolita for 2100 something unheard of in today's i life. mean i would market. live i would live in that apartment if i could you would live in any apartment other than ours <laughs> and that is the truth ellen that's the truth ellen um but shoshana is so obsessed just as like okay girl what's up and then there's a dinner party marnie throws at the apartment and jess is three hours late hannah's three hours late and then we find out that jessa is pregnant and marnie's like okay i'm not mad at you for being late because obviously like being pregnant sounds really stressful right and ray's kind of getting in a mix and he's in a good mood for once with a girl with blunt bangs who doesn't want to eat dinner because it's like not her thing this who- week and he brings opium pods as like his dessert yeah, he's cooking opium on the Imagine that group chat. It's like, I'll bring dessert. I'll bring wine. I'll bring opium pods. In LOL. 2012, were group chats all blue or were they all green? You could have a blue group chat in 2012. Oh, my God. Okay. So we really are living in it yeah, still. Because you know what? We're, li- we're now seeing the rise of Apple, but now we're kind of living the decline of Apple. I know. It's like I almost want a BlackBerry. No, I don't. Uh, cut almost that. Almost every day. <laughs> but <Leave> that in. <laughs> it's important context. I think it's cool that we never see Blunt Bang Girl ever again. No, because something about a pilot is you're going to see characters you never see again imagine being in the pilot of girls and then never getting to be in that show again <laughs> my heart just broke in half no i know the biggest loss in this whole show is we don't get to see a girl with blunt bangs every day yeah but we see how cool hannah thinks jessa is and then marnie gives a pep marnie and jessa give a pep talk to hannah that's like don't let your parents cut you off. Just explain that you're an artist. And so Hannah marches over to Midtown and gives her parents a draft of her writing and is like, I'm the voice of my generation. And her parents are like, you're still cut off. <laughs> so then Hannah leaves with the housekeeper's tip and we see like a wide shot of her walking through the busy streets of Midtown while Wishes and Stars by Harper Simon plays. And we knew that, by the way. We didn't look that up in Paul's episode. <laughs> um, And we just can't wait to see where our protagonist go we can't wait to see where our protagonist is headed next with her friends behind her and um 80 dollars in cash in her back pocket yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's the summary sorry it took us six minutes we'll get quicker i just feel like we really needed to get every detail of this episode right um so basically we're gonna dive into the episode but before that we are introducing a segment girl what girl are you Thank you for asking. I am Miss Marnie Michaels as it gets. I have really rigid ideas of like how things should be. And I totally owned Razorback tanks in high school. Right. And that's a huge part of Marnie. Yeah. And I'd be fed up with my boyfriend too, but stay. 
I don't know. I've, of course, never been in a relationship, so I'm basing that off of nothing yeah, except so is, we're gonna a state have to, of mind. We just a little preface before we start this whole podcast. This is not a relationship podcast. Don't come here looking for advice. We're trying to figure it out ourselves. Yeah, we're both chronically single. I feel like this show is about <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but I'm only doing drugs and rock and roll. I think this show is about like people trying to experience those things, and then they ne- you never actually get to watch that happen. Trying you to experience You get to see sex, what? but you're not seeing rock and roll, honey. On this show? I'm seeing rock and roll. Just wait until they we get to the Bushwick app. Yeah, please. Um, Girl, what girl are you? Oh, I am so a Hannah. Why? Okay, and let's just unpack it real quick here. Like, A, I never know what time it is. Um, That's an easy one from the jump. I'm going to be late to a dinner party. Sorry about it. Um, My parents are going to cut me off, but I'm like, you know what? Internships are actually really um are real, too, and I'm going to stand by it, um, even if it's kind of just like the one thing holding me to this earth and um i don't know i think adam could do whatever he wants to me and i of course wouldn't say anything uh-oh uh-oh yeah you're hannah girl you I'm should a launch a sub stack damn <laughs> wait start a blog start a blog go on jezebel.com yeah and i hate to even say this i might even take the housekeeper's money if i'm feeling really down you would based off our friendship so far okay. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a oh. loose 20 on the table you might as well grab it i'm jewish <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's awful <laughs> <laughs> well i think we're introduced into the pilot to the fact that these characters aren't necessarily good people and right. i feel deeply connected to that and i think that's why we are the ones that have to host this podcast yeah because i one of the brave things about this specific show and specifically about lena dunham is that so many people are often um so criticized for like even when they are brave enough to show their inherent flaws like we we don't let people have room oftentimes like when they especially especially girls, girls please yeah so lena dunham is a, a crazy brave thing here where she's actually like being vulnerable uh at loud and people are truly critiquing her so hard for that but we should live in a society where people give a little bit more forgiveness for those flaws, especially when they're being presented to us and not like having to like actually know someone intimately to like truly peel back the layers. You know, I really do think Lena Dunham paved the way for a girl like Fleabag. You know what I mean? We're going to go to our first break. And then after that, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the actual episode. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Wait, what should we analyze? What shouldn't we analyze? Oh my god, is this a deep, rich text? Please. Okay, first off, three entrees, one dinner. Love that girl. She got, she got, she ordered a side, she ordered an appetizer, and she got ordered a pasta. It all came out at once. I'm loving the first scene already. This scene is really, so pilots have a really hard task of painting a day in the life while also introducing and defining every character in the world in a casual way. Yeah, you should do so much exposition while still being raw and real in one episode. Like, that's a lot to put on one girl named Lena. And you know what? I think Lena kind of pulled through because we immediately are introduced to, like, 
this Hannah Horvath character is not like other girls you've seen on TV. Like she she's is not that kind of girl, by the way. She's not that kind she's of girl. Not that kind of girl. She's spooning the spaghetti. <laughs> she's like, you don't understand. She's talking real fast. Her parents are smiling awkwardly. It's like they meta, talk about meta language. We're seeing it right here. Literally. And then it's so fun because parents can often be painted in a one note way where it's like mom and dad are the same. But we see immediately that Hannah's dad is more loose, more lenient. Right. And Hannah's mom is the one that's like, we need to set boundaries with our kid. Well, I really like the description of the parents here where it's often like we see such like a strict contrived like angle of like parent to child relationship. And it's like they want the best for their child. But like also Lorraine here is like, I want to be cows. Like she is being forward. She's having fun. Like. She isn't just like, I'm a parent and then child relationship. It's like, there's a little bit more in there. That's called nuance, folks. And we're loving it already. That's called nuance, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to see Hannah's parents have once because often TV shows um, centering around the girl would just be like from that point of view. Like but the I, parents are inherently flawed too. Totally, because um, her dad has his ears pierced. Is that why? Like her dad is like unwilling to like direct like a cold message to her and like they're in, they're already arguing between one another like their their motivations for the action of like cutting hand off seem like different and like you can already tell that like the the specific kind of relationship the two parents have with like in the first scene and that's like, a really totally. hard narrative to direct so clearly and so fast it's a great opening scene love it shout out lena and then uh, we're cutting to kind of the title card girls and then we cut to Hannah and Marnie in bed together, which is already telling us that, hey, no, this show isn't about relationships between man and woman. It's this a is a show, show about, about girls friends. being friends. Literally, it's about your college friends. Yeah, with mouth guards on. With mouth guards on. I do like that the establishing shot here is that it's like Marnie with a mouth guard. Like you get to see Marnie before you see really Hannah. Here and it's like the introduction of a new character, introduction of a new relationship. The motif of the bed is so often used throughout the show, and like it's a great way to like. She always Hannah, Lena, and Dunham is always great at like tying together like new relations through life through the metaphor of like waking up in bed together or falling asleep in bed together. Totally, which we'll find out as we continue watching. Yeah. Um, and so we're in Hannah's Greenpoint apartment. So chic, the magnets on the fridge, loving it. I I clocked those magnets. First off, it's only on the freezer door. It's like, it's only one of the magnetic. None of them are on the fridge door. And also, where did they get that baby doll magnet? I want it so damn bad. Oh my God. I need to remember the baby doll thing. It's yellow and it has a bonnet and a matching dress. I love the apartment. It's so nice. And it it is cool that Charlie clearly doesn't live there, but he spent the night in Marnie's room without Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so 20 something yeah to fall asleep in your girlfriend's room as she's spooning her roommate awesome awesome well it also like establishes that like where are the hierarchy of these girls relationship it's like it's with one another's it's not with their parents like she's not sleeping at her parents hotel room she's not and like marnie isn't with her boyfriend she's like with her best friend I love it. And we see how much love they have for each other in that bathroom scene where they're giggling about Charlie's like obnoxiousness. And then this is her sister at the end of the day. We also see like later in the episode, like Marnie being like, I wish you had more boundaries. Like you're such a lovely, beautiful person. Mm. Like you deserve a guy that doesn't suck. And like, that's cool. I feel like 
in your early 20s, you're always telling your friend that they're dating an evil person right. and they keep dating them. And it's like to see us like immediate establish that Marnie's like, hey, sex girl. Well, and also you're doing this thing where you're telling your your friend's friends that they're dating an evil person <laughs> without ever actually telling your friend. That seems like a classic parallel. I'm, I'm telling people see- to their face. I'm not afraid. Are you? Can you do that for me? Because I have this girl in mind and no one has the balls to tell her that her almost fiance is an awful man. I'll do it on your behalf. You're going to meet her tomorrow. Why am I talking country? (laughs) (laughs) But I love that. What else should we analyze the show and Jessa of it all? Yes. Her wonderless cousin is coming to town finally and laying her head with a bohemian hat on her Louis Vuitton luggage as a taxi stops and goes, we're here, ma'am. She wakes up. Do you have enough trust to fall asleep in a taxi midday? It's like I she's would love freer to than Mar. It's so like defining. Jess's character is so chill compared to Marnie. Literally, it's an amazing juxtaposition from like Marnie being like stressed out from her boyfriend to immediately watching Jessa be like boho bo- chic, boho in the back of a cab. And I also think the scene between her and Shoshana does an amazing job of Just establishing who Shoshana is and who Jessa is and why they're energy is kinetic well just the outfits alone like shoshana is showing up in a juicy couture pink matching set with a sex in a city poster looming in the background jessa is stumbling up the stairs with her like vintage luggage and her bohemian the feathers. loosest pants you ever the did see pants i don't know what a gaucho is but i hope it's that in a way that is gaucho <laughs> a word i have not heard in nine years <laughs> Um, almost at the 10 year anniversary. Almost so it's 10 year anniversary. So Shauna's immediately throwing like cultural milestones at Jessa, like Facebook, Sex in the City. And Jessa is um, completely denouncing these saying that they're like not part of her culture. And so Shauna is receiving these as like marks of this as being one of the coolest girls she's ever met. Like that information is real. What's that famous line? Like Jessa's like, I'm not on Facebook. And Shoshana's like, you're, you're so, so fucking, fucking classy. classy absolutely iconic i know today it's like if you're on facebook that it is so unclassy it is so fun to watch the pilot in the year 2023 and like recognize like how like while the internet was very clearly prominent in 2013 like it's so shifted and developed in the last 10 years so even these like new age things already feel dated i will say one thing is that i think in today's facebook marketplace of it all jessa would be there jessa would love facebook marketplace you can find the most obscure vintage finds that that character would love and you want a I neon sign from the 1970s her... in new jersey girl you can get one i just can't imagine her messaging onto a website <laughs> just her messaging or showing up to a place i know <laughs> and like i hope she has a boy that can help her with that and maybe she'll meet a man soon. I don't Ooh. know. But I'm excited for Shoshana's this is a NYU rewatch, journey. So I hope you do now. Yeah. <laughs> and then dinner party. Let's get into it. We meet the boys. The boys. Well, we meet a boy, which is Ray. Yeah, who is such a specific type of guy. Do you have any guys? Like, I feel like there's always a guy in a friend group like Ray. Yeah, but like to have a 30 year old is to have it all. <laughs> To have a 30-year-old is to have it all. Yeah, I want one 30-year-old friend to, like, cast a shadow on everything I do. Anytime somebody six years older than me says something nice to me, it does change my life Yeah, absolutely, because they have a power that you can't have at 24. Yeah, like, I just want 32-year-olds to respect me one day. And they will when you're probably 30, (sighs) unfortunately. 
it doesn't matter how successful you are at 26 or 27. A 30-year-old will only look in, look in the eyes of another 30-year-old. It's crazy that Jess is pregnant. Why do you think they would do that? Honey, it's called suspense. It's called how you ride a pilot. It's how you call coming back for episode two. Right. It's giving stakes because Hannah's stakes is she quit her job. Uh-oh. And she, then... It's like half quit, half fired. And then Marnie's stakes are, I hate my boyfriend so much. Uh-oh. So it's like we need <laughs> Jessa to have an uh-oh and it's pregnancy scare. Right. Because if we look at the pilot, Shoshana wasn't like originally written as a primary character. Zasha was just so charming that Lena said we gotta we keep gotta you keep in the mix, in the mix as the main one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now here's um here's kind of the opportunity where you see like Shoshana is like truly just a more of a, one like, almost like a Ray type in the show, and then she's able to really build her own arc. It's crazy knowing what's to follow, <laughs> what we're getting set up in this. <laughs> but I love Ray's whole speech about McDonald's and how it's actually an amazing place. Like that very establishes this Ray character as a little bit older. Literally, ask me, ask me what the last thing I might, saw on my Instagram stories was. What was it? My friends in Italy, the first meal they ate, McDonald's. No. Can you imagine? I'm like, you're in Sicily, girl. Don't eat a burger. They are so raised for that. They're so raised for that. But I it does understand. it does establish for the show world like this guy's like this older one with this perspective that all these young girls fail to have. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, Ray, specifically in this part of the show, is like he's such a character of creature comfort. Like he knows what he likes. He knows what he doesn't like. He doesn't want to challenge those ideas. So like, of course, McDonald's makes sense for him. If he likes that, he's not going to like go to Italy and try the pasta. He's like, he wants the chicken nuggets. I want chicken nuggets right now. So to close out this episode, we have to discuss Hannah being on opium, going to her parents' hotel, the Waverly, the what? What is it? The We don't need to say. Uh, we don't need to get them free press they can pay us for that if anyone listens to this podcast (laughs) the yeah so she so she's living in greenpoint which means she had to take the g to the seven to get to below central park hotel no she took the g to seven to the c it's like i love when it's one i've heard this joke recently but it's like i love when your destination starts to sound like a fergie song it's like a to the g to the f to the h (laughs) it's like now you know you're going out of your way that's so funny. For her to pull off all those transfers on the train <laughs> on opium is really impressive. It's actually really impressive. No wonder she no fainted. Yeah, girl, have you? Dr- she didn't even have Google Maps. Would you ever or run up she to did, your? But no service. Yeah, she probably had three G and an iPhone four, huh? And to be in a subway with three Gs, don't must have nothing. Literally, she's she's so like Columbus style, like mapping. Yeah, I'm sure she used a compass. She used a compass. <laughs> she used a compass to get to Waverly Hotel from Greenpoint. You know, I grew up in Texas famously, and we had one year of school where we only learned about Texas history. And the only thing I remember is Pineda mapped the Texas coast in 1519. She is so Pineda <laughs> trying to get to Midtown. I don't know who Pineda character is, but I'm like, she'd be great on the show. Pineda <laughs> was some man. I think it's his last name. But... History class was crazy. I absolutely am like, can we let Pineda be a woman for once? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Pineda was a woman. <laughs> yeah, please. Pineda? Whatever. Love. Anyways, it's so cool. She brings her parents her book, and then she's like, you have to read it. And her mom is like, awesome. And her dad's like, you are so funny, Hannah Banana. <laughs> it is. This show, sorry, this show really is talking about food in a very specific way that you couldn't have the conversation around today. Like, 
one raised date during the food scene or like the eating scene is like sorry i'm not eating today I and then know. she's like, I don't have to eat lunch for the rest of the week, and it'll help me live in New York for three weeks longer. And then she, like, tries to order room service, and, like, it is, like, this. there's so much in this episode that revolves around the culture of eating. Do you think, because it's the first show where a woman gets to be 13 pounds overweight and the star, that they felt like in the pilot they really had to go heavy on, like, the eating yeah, cupcake and I actually bathtub? do think so. Me too, because it's, like, establishing, like, we're not like other shows. Like, well, Sex in the City would never do coverage no. on any, like, this is so, like, yeah, it's an HBO show. Yeah, you've seen HBO shows about women before, but, like... Let me show you this new modern woman where it's like they're having a full right. range of emotions while not looking like Kate Hudson. Well, Girls is all about like four disenfranchised girls who followed their dreams based off Sex in the City. Totally. And then minus Except Jessa. for Jessa because <laughs> she's never seen it. She kind of just ended up there. Yeah. And of course, we're finding out soon that Marnie actually only lives in New York because of rent. T. And sorry, I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool that the pilot ends with her parents being like, no, you're for real cut off, girl, and you're going to have to figure it out. And Hannah, well, I like her going in their Shark Tank style. She does go in Shark Tank like, style. okay, I need $1,100 every month for the next two years, and I can deliver nine more chapters of this book. And by the way, I did the math. She asked her parents for $26,000. Thank you for doing the math. Yeah. How do you feel at the end of this pilot? Are we excited for the series? Are you loving these characters? No, I hate the show. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, JK, let's do a different rewatch let's do a podcast. Different rewatch, please. It is like cool that we end the show with like she's kind of evil, by the way, because she steals housekeepers' money. Problematic. Yeah, but so fun to end a show like that. I'm like, I'm picking up as a series. I'm picking it up as a series. It's like I want to know what this girl gets yeah, up to absolutely. next. If I was if I was an executive for once, I swear to God, I'd be like. Give her the green light. Judd Apatow, you were onto something, girl. <laughs> and like, do you know how many industry words like I just had to pull out of my head? I'm like, <laughs> I, it's so unnatural to me. <laughs> that was beautiful. Let's cut to our second break. And when we get back, we are going to do a new segment. Of course, it's new. This is the first episode. LOL. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, my God. It's quote o'clock. This segment, we are going to read quotes um, that we loved from the episode. Okay. I'm like, can I just read the script out to you? <laughs> yeah. God, like, is it good? <laughs> I have an idea of quote o'clock. What if we just read the entire yeah. pilot? I'm pleased with Shauna and Jessa. <laughs> okay. The first one I wrote down is, we can't keep bankrolling your groovy lifestyle. And then she says, you said it was cheaper for you if I was on the family plan. Right. That's not my logic to this day. Are you on the family plan? Yeah, of course. I'm and on I'm on a Spotify plan. family plan. There's a Spotify family plan? Yeah, girl. I wish you could talk to your parents. If my parents ever end my phone thing, I will cry. This is, of course, when their lines hurt around the world. Um, I have a work thing, and then I have a dinner thing, and then I'm busy trying to become who I am. I wrote that one down, too. I'm copying all yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because I texted yeah. you, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, of course, one of the most amazing lines ever uh peel behind the curtain we're texting each other lines and pretending we came up with that <laughs> it's an amazing line it establishes the delusion of being 24 yeah the selfishness of it all yeah the self-centeredness like literally her parents are in town for two days and she's mad they cut her off so she's like i'm actually really busy with almost nothing because she has no other leverage other than her parents other than the uh attention economy the attention economy, which, okay, next line, so good. It shows Shauna staring intently at Jessa being like, your skin is hauntingly beautiful. 
I do think it's really interesting how they sexualize Jessa so much throughout this show and the way they don't do to any of the other characters. They don't sexualize her at all yeah. in this episode? Well, I'm just like they're always making like remarks on her beauty. Well, she's so pretty. Of course. But I'm like, all these girls are gorgeous. Yeah, but she's bohemian. I guess. But I'm like, Allison Williams is just as pretty as Jemima Kirk. I'm going to go ahead and say all these characters are so beautiful. Everyone's so gorgeous. I cannot believe that when this pilot aired, everybody freaked the hell out and they were like, Lena is obese and should die. Well, I'm like, people love to hate women. They love to hate 24-year-olds. What is and she? they love to hate people that are slightly overweight. She's literally a size four, I swear to God. She's so... I'm like, she's one of the tiniest girls alive. She's literally small. I know. It's sick what our society has done. <laughs> it's sick. I hope we get to say that for next six seasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I know you love this line. So she's trying to do the math of being cut off. And she's like, so I've calculated. And I can last in New York for three and a half more days. Maybe seven if I don't eat lunch. Which is so relatable. I'm always like doing the math on that. Yeah, of course. Lunch is so expensive. It's $16. If I skip lunch for five days, I could go to Broadway and see a show. <laughs> if I'm going to buy a leather jacket and it costs the same price as a cobble, like something's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So you brought opium into our apartment. It's like Marnie is like, how dare you bring in drugs? I also like know exactly what market this is, by the way. It's a it's a it's a fruit market under the Manhattan Bridge. Is where you can buy opium? You can buy opium pods. We should try opium. I've never done it. No, no, no. Opium pods. Opium pods. What do they do? It's kind of just like the shell of opium, I assume. I don't technically know what opium is. I want to say poppy seeds, but like I know that's not right. Here's the thing. It's like we never really established like what happens to hannah like she just gets red in the face and then faints is, it, is opium not poppy seeds i can't give you the answer to that oh anyone at home want to reach out and let us know let's live? Like a spotify question make it a spotify is. question yeah opium i don't know but it's cool that charlie becomes really complimentary it is interesting like this is his first taste of hard drugs and then he really spirals into something <laughs> he's so smiley boy i love jessa being like you should see a real high person and then her boyfriend breaks into the bathroom it's and like, she's like that's, that's a high, high person that line delivery i'm like so jemima kirk can act she knows the comedy absolutely when i look at both of you a cold play song plays in my heart which again establishes like how much Hannah loves her little friends, also even though she's high. That Coldplay is a, is music for romance. Do you think they're talking about the song Yellow? I hope they're. Talking Hannah's about like, something. and it was all yellow. yellow. Well, this is before they did a collab with Beyonce that um the music video was racist. What? Do you not remember that? Coldplay and Beyonce did what? Yeah, it was like in, it was based off like Indian culture, but like wasn't taken well. Well, that's not ideal. No, the song's great. Music video, not so much. And poor Steve Martin's still married to Gwyneth Paltrow, so I know he's going through a lot right now. Oh, God. And Apple, I'm like, she's barely even a teen. You know, I heard for the grapevine (laughs) that she was an amazing production assistant and has awesome work ethic. And she's bioptic vision. (laughs) I actually think you told me all of this. (laughs) That was our friend Charlie. I don't want to freak you out, but I think I may be the voice of my generation. This was the shot heard around the world. This was the British are coming. This is the British are coming. I know Paul Revere um, gave someone else a message to say, and then this this is kind of that. 
this is that it's also so funny that this has become like such a cultural moment like it's been in the lexicon ever since i feel like i was 13 when i first heard about it well, it's very interesting i can't pinpoint what show it is but i'm like i think curve your enthusiasm is like truly using this line like kind of referencing girls before i mean it's so like i hear it once a week especially since i moved to new york Right, and people are saying it earnestly, by the way. It's There's so, no hint of irony. It's so <laughs> funny how it was so mistaken as, like, this girl sucks when it's, like, Lena obviously wrote it as, like, Hannah is on drugs saying this to her parents, like, hi. Yeah, but in the cultural zeitgeist, the way we live now, it's, like, people are high even when they're not on drugs. Well, I will say now that there's TikTok, everybody really is the voice of their generation. Absolutely. If you can get 50K views on a video, it's, like, you are saying something of impact by accident and on purpose say that i know but every video on tiktok is like a, a tween rumbling saying like incoherent words hannah horvath would kill on tiktok oh god i wish she had the chance <laughs> she actually does <laughs> when Han- Millennials are actually killing it on that app too <laughs> i love when hannah's dad is like hannah you are a very funny girl and she's like thank you papa <laughs> her calling him papa high is so funny yeah because i do like it like it's like, wait, wasn't it? He wasn't he like she's never called me that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you Hilarious. ever been like uh, secretly drunk or high in front of your parents and act crazy? Um, I haven't acted crazy, but I've been secretly high in front of my parents for sure. I once did shrooms in the attic of my parents' house over college break, and they didn't know. This is like the story of every camp counselor who's like at camp around kids. They're like always like railing drugs in an attic of a cabin but never as a child i was a goody two-shoes that's okay that's beautiful i literally didn't have alcohol until you didn't college. get tattoos in high school the cover up your gr- growth marks is that what it's called growth marks stretch marks oh like hannah oh yeah we kind of brush over the fact that adam says some insanely scary shit to her in regards to that but we actually kind of brushed over all of adam I mean, yeah, doing that a lot here. we I mean, he's in every season, so I don't think we need to worry too much. We'll get to him. <laughs> Why don't you get a job and start a blog every I, day? A every, friend gets fired and I tell them to start their sub stack every single day. My friends are like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm like, start a sub stack. We should start a sub stack. No, the podcast. I say enough. this all the time. <laughs> um, OK, then. No, coffee's for grown-ups. I'm 24 years old. Don't tell me what to do. I think this is an amazing like act three line that really solidifies for us viewers at home what this show is going to be about she's a growing girl she's a growing she says girl that in the first scene and it, we're reiterating it here coffee is for people that don't want to grow when people are like why is the show called girls this is the ex- explanation for it it's like <laughs> yeah they're technically adults so they're women but they're stuck between like growing out yeah their childish yeah. whatever and becoming real functional adults in the world can by the way can you say that okay and i did boom <laughs> um okay that was a fun segment fun. our last segment that outfit in, in brooklyn, brooklyn that's, that's when we, we compare brooklyn then versus brooklyn now which i think we have been doing throughout the episode but yeah i mean it's already big i'm like first off justice outfit awesome i want to steal the hat leave everything else at home I guess it's like the hipster. Again. Like, we don't really have those anymore. Everything that's worn in earnest here is being worn ironically now. I will say we've circled back like everybody has a juicy tracksuit right now. Everyone has a juicy tracksuit right now. Especially NYU graduates. I think all they're doing weird collabs to really put themselves back out there. 
I do feel like Jessa would be on Instagram now. Yeah, I'm like, it'd be the same way. Like, I think Shoshana would run her Instagram account like you would a dog. Like, taking photos of her secretly and posting them under her name. Hannah would be on TikTok killing it. Yeah, she would. She has a lot of opinions, and we need those sometimes. And you know what? Marnie... You know where you would see Hannah's face? When you go on YouTube and type in feminist compilation of TikToks, she'd be like 8 out of 20 of the videos. I've never watched those. You need more free time. <laughs> I know. I wish I didn't have a full-time job. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm hashtag grateful. Hashtag grateful. Um, I feel like as the episodes continue, we'll be able to dive more into stuff. But I feel like this is an amazing place to end for our first episode. Absolutely. What a good first up. I hope you guys enjoyed. We're so, so excited to dive into this show. And we're going to be releasing every single every Tuesday. Tuesday. So be sure to follow along. Um, we're also on Instagram. Please rate and review even... If you like the little taste of today, come on. You can come back for more and tell us that you like it back in the comments of iTunes. In the comments <laughs> of iTunes. Say that. The um, back of the comments. I don't want you in the front. We hope you're <laughs> as excited as we are to rewatch this iconic series. And we can't wait to do it along with all of you. Please. If there's any guests you want us to get on, let us know. Yeah. So the pilot was just us, but we're planning to have a guest for every episode to help us dive into each episode. Yeah, our closest friends, people we admire, hopefully. Yeah. Um, whatever we can get, we'll take. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.